Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast. Thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen every day. Remember, we are free and on all platforms now, including YouTube. Make sure you check out our YouTube channel. Subscribe to the show over there. I am James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. All right, so the, the Carolina Panthers did actually lose on Sunday in week six, and that was all that happened in the NFC South because Tampa Bay Buccaneers played on Thursday. The New Orleans Saints and the Atlanta Falcons were both on a bye week, so... The Buccaneers get a win and a division foe gets a loss. But on today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about that banged up secondary. We're going to give our in-depth thoughts, our takeaways from Thursday night's win over the Philadelphia Eagles. And we're going to hear from some more members of Bucks Nation. And James, let's kick off the show with that very thing. What up, boys? Manny from Atmore. Hey, man, fire the cannons, baby. We won. I, uh... <laughs> I feel like every touchdown they got, it was a Buccaneer favor. I mean, the penalties, we went for it and fourth and whatever. I don't know, uh, what, what that play was all about. Um, calling about, man, my boy Howard, man, I'm excited to see him out there. He got a touchdown in on that fourth, fourth and down play. It looked like it was limping a little bit, but he was a back out playing and blocking. I'm just excited, man. I'm excited to see him out there. I've been wanting to, see what he's going to bring I'm just hoping that they keep playing him and I just feel with him on the field uh you know it's uh it's going to be definitely different this big ass body sorry it's big body in the field and uh we won man you know uh thank you Sherman it, it was good while it lasted <laughs> I don't think he's coming back I don't know um you know we're back to uh I don't know I guess we're going to have to Suit up some cheerleaders to help us in the secondary. We've been talking about it all off season, um, ever since the season started. Um, I don't know, man. I uh, I feel like in order for us to make the playoffs, we got to fix that problem. I know that. Hopefully, everybody gets back to the playoffs. But you know, uh, if we keep winning games, we'll be all right. Um, you know, and hopefully everybody can come back. But just just you know, st- starting to look out there and see what we can get. Uh, with now Sherman out, I don't know what's going to happen with that. Just wondering about your thoughts about that. Either way, we take it five and one, baby. Here we come, fighter cannons, go Bucks! All right, Manny, thank you very much for the call. We're going to get into that injured secondary a little bit, but I did like what I saw out of OJ Howard, David. You know, with Gronk being out, uh, you kind of figured that that Cameron Brait was going to be the go-to tight end, and it turned out it was OJ Howard, which a lot of people forget that Howard was there you know, top tight end at the beginning of last season. And, and he's been working his way back from that injury, but it was nice to see him heavily involved. Um, as far as the secondary, I'll, I'll defer to you first. How do you, you know, what do you make of, of Manny Manny's comments about the, uh, the secondary? Well, yeah, I mean, on the surface, it definitely doesn't look good, right? It's definitely a problem that you, you want to say needs to be dealt with, but I mean, it's, it's injuries. It's just part of the game and there's really not a whole lot you can do. I mean, sports science, uh, department is is one of the most 
uh, you know, dedicated and funded and supported, you know, elements of the, of the organization. So it's not like they're doing those things, but there's just, there are some parts of football that obviously everybody knows. I'm sure Manny knows from years of watching it that you just, you can't avoid those things, you know? And honestly, I thought it was more ironic because uh, Richard Sherman famously uh, ahead of a Thursday night matchup for when he was with the Seattle Seahawks uh, criticized Thursday night games. So they're not good for the players. They're not good for the game of football. You don't get good football in those games. You, you get players that are barely prepared uh, if that, and if they're trying to heal from something, you get a lot of injuries. And in that game, he suffered an injury and then told the media afterwards that he pretty much predicted to the the medical staff there in Seattle that he was going to suffer that injury during that game because his body didn't have time to heal before the last one. And then in this Thursday night game, he gets hurt again. So, I mean, I don't know, maybe just never play Richard Sherman on Thursday night again. But O.J. Howard was very happy to see him, you know, back on the field and contributing uh, 49 snaps on the offense, played 65 percent. He was asked on Friday or uh, Bruce Arians was asked on Friday, rather. Uh, if OJ Howard was all the way back from that injury that cost him last season. And Bruce said, he's not really all the way back. He's still working to get back. Mentioned his 40 times that his 40 time isn't what it used to be and, and stuff like that. And I don't know if it ever will be uh, suffering a lower leg, you know, injury or an Achilles injury like he did, but you know, good to see him back on the field. Good for my uh, dynasty fantasy football team, because I went ahead and I kept OJ on that roster thinking that, you know, once he is healthy again, whether it's for the Buccaneers or somebody else, he would probably be a viable option. It turns out. Uh, that he's a viable option now. So, you know, if uh, Gronk's not back next week, which I don't know if I would expect him to be back, but we have some time to deal with that conversation later on in the week. Uh, I might go ahead and roll OJ out there uh, next week against the Chicago Bears. But getting to that secondary. So, yeah, so Rich Sherman leaves. Jamel Dean ends up playing 100% of snaps on on Thursday, 52 of those. Uh, and then it's Dee Delaney and Ross Cockrell. Ross Cockrell was on the, on the field for all but one defensive snap. And then Dee Delaney was on there for 88%. Of those snaps so bruce arians was asked you know whether or not it would be pierre desir whether it be ross cockrell whether it be uh d delaney you know who's going to step up in that role with with richard sherman now uh presumably out and i mean honestly we didn't even have an update on friday as to the extent of the injury and we still don't have one as of the time of this recording looking to probably get one of those early in the week as we move towards uh, the chicago bears but i mean pierre desir played six defensive snaps he played 12 percent of the defensive snaps so I think that kind of gives you your answer. You know what I mean? Uh, but honestly, Bruce Arians, when he was asked about, you know, with with uh, the depth at cornerback, he really said, he's like, whoever we have out there, we're confident. He mentioned Todd Bowles and talked about the, the ability of him and the defensive coaches to have to get guys ready. Kevin Minter uh, is another one. Mike Edwards playing free safety for Antoine, you know. So really what this, what this coaching staff has shown is that they have the ability to teach and that you go back to when Bruce Arians was first hired. That's what they harped on is teaching. And he is not worried because no matter who they have out on the field, they're going to have the best preparation they can. And the good news is, yeah, losing Richard Sherman kind of sucks, but they have 10 days, right, going back to the night of that injury to get this team ready for the Chicago Bears. And like you've been saying on Twitter, James, they the Chicago Bears will take Allen Robinson out of the game for you, so you don't even really have to worry about covering him because Chicago Bears just don't know how to use number 12. Oh, they, they hate – utilizing good players. It reminds me a lot of the Arizona Cardinals and Chase Edmonds. Why bother having him on the roster when you're just <laughs> never going to use him? Um, as far Dude, as Sherman, salty about fantasy football today, guys, I'm very so I'm, I will forever hate Jalen hurts from this point on because he cost me, you know, about $3,700 in FanDuel, but Hey, it is what it is. Um, as far as Richard Sherman is concerned, it's, it's not a Manny, as you said, it's not a, it was nice while it lasted kind of thing. He's going to be back. 
He said on his podcast that he feels like he'll probably be out a couple of weeks. So you you kind of assume he's going to miss the game against Chicago this coming Sunday. He'll probably miss the game on Halloween against the New Orleans Saints. Then they have the bye week. He'll probably be back that, that first game after the bye week, which is against the Washington football team there on November 14th. So it's that this is not a season ending injury for for Richard Sherman. He's going to be back on the field. It's disappointing that the guy that they brought in to be the reinforcement is now also out along with Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy Bunting. But I think, David, what we're probably going to see this weekend against the Bears, it's not going to surprise me at all if we have Antoine Winfield Jr., Jordan Whitehead and Mike Edwards all on the field at the same time to try to alleviate some of the pressure on a very uh, inexperienced and mm, lackluster secondary, I guess is the nicest way that I can put it. Because after after Jamel Dean and Ross Cockrell, you, you ran through the names. Not a lot of confidence there, but it, again, Allen Robinson's going to be taken out of the game by Matt Nagy because Matt Nagy's a terrible coach. And then Justin Fields has not been impressive. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely not looking super comfortable. He's a, he's a rookie. It's it's what you expect. Um, but you know, yet another game, yet another injury, yet another starter. And granted, Richard Sherman is a starter because of the loss of other starters. But still, six weeks in a row, the Buccaneers have lost a starting player to injury in the National Football League. Most of them defensive players. So that sounds familiar. Something else that sounds familiar, James, is we've got all kinds of devices going on to do everything we we need to do. I myself have five screens literally within my vicinity right now. Most people have one device that lets them catch the game live. Another one lets them stream their favorite shows, watching sports highlights on their phones, and they've got their neighbor's best friends login for the other stuff. Well, we're going to tell you now about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never, never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. It means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part is there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. Head over to directtv.com. That's directtv.com for more information. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. Back now for segment two here at the Locked On Bucks podcast. Thank you. For making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. James, we're going to get into our takeaways. But before we do that, let's hear another member of Bucks Nation. Hey, guys. This is Yusef out here in Phoenix. So I think OJ Howard listens to this podcast because it was just last week. I was wondering where he was. And today he he shows up. He plays fantastic. Caught a touchdown pass and uh, caught a couple big passes. So I'm really happy for him. Um, the offense played great. I mean, not a whole lot of not too uh, nothing to complain about. So um, defensively, I mean, it wasn't perfect, obviously, but guys keep going down, and the defense just keeps trucking and does what they have to do. And I'm really proud of them. With all the injuries, everything, all the adversity this defense has gone through, I'm I'm proud. And Kevin Minter did great too, so he held his own. Um, hopefully, the hamstring for Richard Sherman is not going to be a nagging thing with this mini buy. Hopefully, he'll be back next game, but you know we'll find out. 
Um, one last thing, guys. I want to um, say I'm glad you guys are on YouTube. Uh, I'm looking forward to the new bonus content that you guys have been talking about coming soon. Um, I, I've been wondering about this for quite a while. Um, I just never asked a question, but I'm glad you guys are here now. And it's great to be able to sit on my couch and eat some popcorn while I listen to you guys now. Anyways, guys, as always, not getting too high, but not getting too low either. And as always, go Bucks. All right, Yusef, appreciate the phone call. It's speaking of getting too high, uh, we, may, we may have a fairly bold takeaway coming up on this episode here from Mr. Yarko over there in that. Nope, that screen. I almost got it right. That screen over there. So uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you here. The thought of somebody sitting on their couch eating popcorn watching us, James, kind of weird. Um, not like in a good or a bad way or either way, but just, just a little bit weird. But we're going to get into our takeaways here. Uh, Yusuf, appreciate the call. Um, my first takeaway, James, actually kind of wraps right up into what Yusuf was talking about and what we were just talking about at the end of segment one, and that is that Todd Bowles should absolutely be the front runner for the Las Vegas Raiders head coach coaching job at the end of this season because of everything that is happening with this defense. Because, James, we, you and I have watched a lot of football over the years, and when you watch football and you watch teams that are struggling, what is most commonly one of the bigger problems It's not always a lack of talent. It's not always a lack of depth. It's usually a coaching staff, right? You talk about the Allen Robinson situation, and you talk about the Justin Field situation even, and it's a coaching staff or a head coach or an offense coordinator, take your pick, that is absolutely refusing to come off their spot, come off of what they feel comfortable coaching and catering to their weapons, catering to their players. What we've seen Todd Bowles doing is catering to his players, catering to, catering to the weapons that he has, and he's doing a, an absolutely brilliant job. So if I'm the Las Vegas Raiders, I absolutely move Todd Bowles to the top of that list. And in that interview process, if he said, if we, if we talk about that and how he was able to be successful with this absolutely injury riddled defense, and he mentions the, the molding of the scheme and the game plans and shifts and calls and all that stuff to fit the players and the experience level they had within the system and how he plans on teaching his junior defense coordinator and coaches to do the same thing. And even offensive coaches to do follow that same mantra. Then I absolutely offer him that job because the other top candidate, right, Eric Bieniemy out of out of Kansas City, the offense coordinator there, honestly, and I had just watched uh, or I just covered Kansas City Chiefs game because they played the Washington football team this weekend. They're trying to do the same old thing. They're trying to say, "We're this is the Chiefs offense. This is what we do. Doesn't matter that Tyreek Hill is hurt. Doesn't matter Travis Kelsey's hurt. Doesn't matter that we don't have Sammy Watkins. Doesn't matter that we don't have Clyde Edwards-Helaire. We're going to go out there. We're going to do what we do because that's what we do, and we're going to make it happen. That is the exact same stubborn attitude." That gets struggling teams in, tr in trouble year after year after year. Tell me why you don't agree. Because I do not appreciate the fact that you're trying to speak this into existence. Okay, well, that's different. That, yes, I, I don't want Todd Bowles to leave, but you're shaking your head. I'm thinking you think I'm wrong here. No, I'm shaking my head because I don't like that this is your point, and it's a good one. Um, the only thing that I will say to counter this point is he could be the front runner for the job. There's no question about it, but I still think, and we talked about it months ago when Todd Bowles got his, his new contract and he's the highest paid defense coordinator in the league, all that. I yeah. still think there's that wink, wink, nudge, nudge, handshake agreement that he is the next head coach of the Buccaneers. And I think out of loyalty 
to Bruce Arians, loyalty to all the other members of this coaching staff, that even if he's offered the opportunity to be the Las Vegas Raiders head coach, he might turn it down. Okay. Um, I realize that's a really difficult thing to do because there's only 32 of these jobs. He had one, but it was a terrible situation in New York. Um, so it would be really hard for him to turn down the job. But once Gruden was uh, or resigned, um, I even I even talked to you about it. The the top three candidates immediately are Todd Bowles, Eric Bieniemy, and Byron Leftwich. I mean, that's just that's honestly what what I believe. So I I hope it's Eric Bieniemy because I don't want Todd or Byron to go. Yeah, same. I just. Just to clarify, I'm saying that he should be the top candidate. Not saying I want Todd to leave. So, so good point. All right. Well, my my first takeaway, and I would recommend people going back to the the week that I was at training camp, and I talked about this on our show. Then I wrote about it for Bucks Nation, and then I continued to talk about it, leading all the way up to the season. Antonio Brown is becoming the number one receiver on this team. That's what this boils down to. Antonio Brown has played one less game than Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. In those five games, Antonio Brown has 52 targets. Mike Evans has 49. Chris Godwin has 46. Because of Antonio Brown's versatility and, and the things that he could do that Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin, not that they can't, but they don't do as well, Antonio Brown is becoming the number one guy for this team. Yeah. I mean, as much as there is a number one guy on a Tom Brady team outside of Randy Moss from that option or that year, uh, absolutely, absolutely agree with you. And, you know, it's funny because we we're having this conversation. There were some people genuinely upset that anybody would recommend or even suggest that Antonio Brown might be uh, a little bit higher up on the pecking order, not on the, you know, even talent level or anything like that, but just on the pecking order here in Tampa Bay in this offense. But I mean, the proof is in the pudding and, and what you see on the field. And it's it's absolutely true that AB is is one of, if not the first guy that Tom is looking for every time he drops back. Yeah, and if I was going to pick the Antonio Brown of Built Bars, I'm going with Peanut Butter Brownie. But not everybody's going to agree, and some people might be offended that I didn't pick Coconut or Coconut Almond. But you can check out a whole bunch of flavors if you head over to Built.com. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. If you don't know what your favorite flavor is, if you don't know what your Antonio Brown built bar is, you can get a mixed box and get two of each of those flavors. Those bars are going to have 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar, four to five grams of net carbs. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of coconut flavors, but listen, for coconut, Built Bar does it pretty well. I'm just not a huge fan of coconut flavors, but I am a fan of football, James. You know this, and I'm also a fan of gambling. You also know this. So I had to reload my betonline.ag account because I, I made some bad investments and, uh, they turned a little sideways on me. Thanks again, Tennessee Titans, for that one. Appreciate you. Had to I, did I had to cash out. Over, congratulations. Over at betonline.ag because it's their number one spot for myself, for James, and for you to play pro and college football games, betting games this season. They've got an all new site interface, updated odds, contests, props, everything for your number one source for football this season. Head over to betonline.ag. Sign up if you haven't already. 
When you make your initial deposit, use the promo code locked on and you will get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Whether it's football, basketball, boxing, or your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Wrapping things up here on a takeaway Monday, takeaway Tuesday on a Monday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, David Harrison. Uh, make sure you check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe over there, David. This is this was the one that you kind of hinted towards when Yusef called Yusef it's time to get too high and that's exactly what I'm going to do um right after this voicemail yes uh this is uh Mark J out of Albany Georgia first time caller long time listener and I just want to say it's no such thing as a um ugly win or a pretty loss a win is a win and a loss is a loss and uh, we got the W tonight, and I take that. And I don't know when the last time we could say the Bucks was five and one. So that's an accomplishment of itself. Go Bucks! Have a good night, guys. I'm not sure the last time the Buccaneers were five and one, but it has happened three other times in franchise history. It's been a while, but it has happened before. Um, and the reason that they are five and one goes right into my takeaway so Yusef finish chewing your popcorn I don't want you to choke when I say this the Buccaneers are the best team in football period they are the best team and I don't care that they lost to the Rams I don't care that the Cardinals are still undefeated I don't care that the Bills look like an unstoppable force David I'm going to ask you two questions yes would the Arizona Cardinals be 6-0 and if they had lost Isaiah Simmons, Byron Murphy, Antonio Hamilton, Robert Alford, Buda Baker, and J.J. Watt? Absolutely not. No, they wouldn't. Would the Bills be mowing over people and shutting every offense that they face completely down if they didn't have Tredavious White, Levi Wallace, Micah Hyde, Teron Johnson, Tremaine Edmonds, Jerry Hughes, and Dawson Knox? No, absolutely no, not. they wouldn't. But what are the Buccaneers doing? Without Carlton Davis, without Sean Murphy bunting, they lost Jamel Dean for a game. They've lost Richard Sherman. They've lost Gronk for three weeks. They lost Antoine Winfield Jr. for two weeks. They lost JPP for two weeks. They're still winning. Mm -hmm. Those other teams whether it's the Bills, whether it's the Cardinals, whether it's the Cowboys who all of a sudden know how to play football again, the Kansas City Chiefs, we can come out and say it. They stink. Yeah, they're not good. Whether it's the Green Bay Packers, it doesn't matter. If any other team in the National Football League faced the injury adversity that the Buccaneers have faced, they are not 5-1. and one. They're 3-3 three and three at best. So the Buccaneers are still the best team in the National Football League because they are so talented, they are so well-led that they are overcoming injuries that nobody else can. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, they're doing it because their defense coordinator is doing a masterful job of coaching, which is why he's going to get a uh, head coaching offer from the Las Vegas Raiders this offseason. And, uh, listen, if 
Kenyon Drake may not be with the uh, with the Raiders by the time that happens. Josh Jacobs is definitely there, and and he's a good guy. But you always need a number two, right? And and I think that they're going to have one available, whether it's the Raiders or somebody else that they want one. And that guy is going to be Buccaneers running back Ronald Jones. He is not going to be a Buccaneer next season, James. I just I firmly believe that Ronald Jones' days in Tampa Bay are or with Tampa Bay are very very numbered. I don't think Rojo is happy about. Uh, the decrease in usage, um, you know, he, he uh, very recently went on Twitter and kind of voiced his displeasure at some of the things being said about him out there there in, in the public space. But, you know, uh, look, it is what it is. He's being outplayed and, and very clearly outplayed by Leonard Fournette. And when you look at this running back room, you've got Fournette, you have Rojo, Keyshawn Vaughn, all those guys, Giovanni Bernard, uh, by way of the one-year contract, they're all on contract year. So, you're not bringing all four of these guys back because you can't afford to pay free agent prices for all four of them. They're going to have to let some guys go. Now, it's possible Leonard Fournette prices himself out, and if that happens, I don't know. Do they bring Ronald Jones back? I don't know the dynamic inside that room. But honestly, this almost kind of has a feel like a Jameis Winston situation where you have Rojo, who got here with Cutter and with that staff and was kind of put on the, you know, well, not kind of, but was put on the bench there his rookie season. And then basically kind of publicly made it known that he just wasn't mentally catching up with the NFL game. Then he got his op- opportunities there in year two. And then Bruce Arians comes in, he gets more opportunities, but then he kind of loses them. I just don't see him being willing to put up with that. I think what he's going to do is he's going to go out there, look for a team, look for an opportunity, kind of like Peyton Barber did go look for a team that's going to give him the opportunity to earn some snaps, or maybe even is going to be willing to guarantee him some snaps. And I don't know if that's actually the Las Vegas Raiders. It's just a connection I can make to my previous takeaway. Uh, but I mean, I just, and, and that picture, I mean, again, I mean, look at this picture, James. Tell me that is the picture of a young fellow saying, man, I love my organization and I cannot wait to come back next year and do this all over again. Uh, I just, and you know, you don't want to put words in people's mouths. So I'm not saying that Rojo is frustrated or anything like that. I just, he's a player for a reason. He wants to be on the field. He wants to play, makes plays for his team. You see, he's running hard when he gets his opportunities, but Again, barring injury or Leonard Fournette for getting how to play football at the level he's playing at right now, I don't see how Rojo gets another chance here. And if your options for the Bucks are to re-sign Rojo at the amount it's going to take to bring him back or re-sign Keyshawn Vaughn and then draft a guy behind him, I think that's the route you have to go. I will double down on your takeaway, and I will say that Leonard Fournette's not going to be back either. Like... The only running back that I don't is have a Leonard Fournette picture. I didn't see that one coming. The only running back on this roster that's going to be back next year is Keyshawn Vaughn, and that's because he's still on his rookie deal. Nice. He's going to be gone. Lenny's. Oh, I, be I didn't gone. know Brady was retiring. Is that what's is that what's happening? Really? James I mean, White's I, coming. Is that what you're saying? No, no, that is not. No, don't put don't put that evil <laughs> on me, Ricky Bobby. Um this might be the year that the Buccaneers actually take a running back in the first round because they might have to. It's interesting. Leonard Fournette is going to get a bag in the offseason if he yeah. continues running like this. Now, could could Jason Light, you know, sprinkle his his magic all over it and do like 16 voidable years and, and spread out a Lenny? Bobby Mania deal. Yeah. Uh absolutely. They they could do that, but I don't see them continuing to push that money down the road because eventually it will catch up and eventually it might end up costing people jobs. So 
Yeah, Leonard Fournette is running so well. He's the clear number one. We've talked about it for a few weeks now. We are a pro Rojo podcast, but he's not getting the job done. So he's going to want a fresh, likely going to want a fresh start, going to want the opportunity to, you know, get a breath of fresh air, play somewhere else, be the top guy. Um, I think the the running back landscape on this team is going to be vastly different next year. Could be interesting. Could be. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's the thing I was gonna mention too. I mean, yeah, Leonard, Leonard's running really well and you know, he could definitely go out there and secure a pretty penny if he wants to in the off season, he might, he might just price himself out. Uh, but I still, even with that scenario, I don't, I agree with you. I don't think Rojo comes back either. And then you are, you're, you're left with Keyshawn Vaughn. And then I don't know who, I, I guess we'll have to listen to locked on NFL draft podcast to find out who the top running back is in this year's class. Cause I don't know who it is right now. Yeah, I, I could not tell you right now who it is. It, it was probably going to be that kid from Iowa until he, you know, or uh, no, was it uh, uh, Minnesota that was going off on Ohio State in that in that first week, and then he got injured late in the game. Like, that kid was going to be a stud. I don't know what his yeah. what his status is going to be now. Um, Chris Spiller from Texas A&M is, has a lot of uh, buzz around him. And from what I've seen, I haven't watched every Texas A&M game from what I've seen. I like that as well. But, I mean, the, the good thing is – and and we're kind of falling into old habits. Usually by, you know, around Halloween, James, we're having to talk draft picks for the Buccaneers. The good news is we have a few months before we need to do that. So we'll, uh, we'll have time to catch up on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Cause right now the best team in the NFL still has regular season Lenny that will turn into playoff Lenny that will turn into Lombardi Lenny that will turn into boat parade Lenny. And I'm here for it. Absolutely. And you all can be here for this show over on YouTube. It's free and available on all platforms uh, and we thank you for making the Locked On Bucks your first listen every day. Now, make your second listen the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It is also free and available on all platforms. We would like to thank those of you that called into the show. If you would like to do the same, make sure you send us a voicemail at 813 813-444-5841 where you can send us an email to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned. We have some bonus content coming later today. If you're listening or watching on a Monday, very, very special show coming up with a little bit of a bonus for all of our wonderful listeners. But you can also check out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another. Thank you so much for joining us right here at LockedOnBucks.